Bro Vine? What's up? Listen, I've been thinking. Remember that podcast I was telling you about? Right. Brains and Big Tuners Mass Debate. It's time. We need to go for it. It's the perfect length. Welcome, 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 welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh, what a wonderful opening. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We're here for our seventh episode, our special Thanksgiving episodes of Brains and Big Tuners Masturbate. That's a, that was a good welcome, that one, wasn't it? That was a, was a really good welcome, that. That was better than the welcome that we usually get. Um, like we're trying to fill time. We're not trying to fill... T- they, what? But we can't blank out our audience, mate. They're, they're our true. life, but they're what true. keeps us going. Our live studio audience. They're real. <laughs> they are real. They're so real. Warm welcome to any new listeners uh, to the show. Um, I, was, I was stunned this morning when I checked the listening figures and noticed that our listenership has gone up by 850%. So we're, we're getting new listeners. and uh, Farewell to any leaving listeners who've um, heard our play and decided that we're not the right podcast for them. We lost um, a few Americans I, last, last week. I no wish them all it. the best, and I wish I could come with you, but here I am. I'm stuck. We, we lost a few, <laughs> but I reckon we'll get a few back this okay, week. Cool. With this being a special Thanksgiving episode, and we didn't do a Thanksgiving episode just to crawl back to the Americans, um, but they are our, our financial backers. So, um, big shout out to the United Kingdom, where we've had a big swing, and now um, it's good to see that our our homies have become our biggest listenership. We've got um, the United States trailing behind. That's so a shout out to anybody who's sitting there, sitting here right now in this moment, listening. Thank you. We appreciate you. Um, show your appreciation, press like or, or subscribe, or better, send us some money. Where can they send money to, Liam? 
They can send money to us um, just in the post or they can get in contact <laughs> via email. The best way, though, is through patreon.com at... Uh, You're killing time because you are not doing... You have not got professional. You've not got the details up in front of you, have you? Do you know what, mate? I was too focused on getting my details about Thanksgiving up to be able to... Well, I'll do your job for you. You can support us at Patreon, and that's www.patreon.com forward slash masturbate. It is. Well done. You got that right. Yeah, that's right. Because I've I've taken this up a notch since week one. I'm I'm, I'm the professional now. You're the one that's lagging behind. That's true. Um, That's true. Big shout out to Spain. We had zero Spanish listeners before. Uh, we are getting uh, Spanish listeners. Uh, it's obviously something to do with the Latino language because we're getting them in Brazil now as well. Um, few listeners in like Canada, but I think I can pretty much pick who exactly who they are. Who? What? They they form a, they speak a form of Portuguese in Brazil, don't they? So it's not shut it's not up. The language. You know, I'm not sure enough. It's speak Spanish, don't they? No. Well, do you know what? This is why we do this podcast, so we learn on a weekly basis, don't we? Yeah. Well, that's wonderful to hear. So, um, the the Portuguese-speaking Brazilians, welcome. Um, Canadians, we know what they speak. Um, Hong Kong, I don't know anyone in Hong Kong, do you? No. And the Netherlands, um, and I do know who uh, listens in the Netherlands, so... Warm shout. If you're sitting in your country now and you've just felt lonely and alone listening to this show, which I imagine most of our listeners do, you can now be safe in the knowledge that we we hear you. We see you and we hear you. We also see who's actually supporting the show in terms of subscriptions and likes and money. Do you do you have percentage increases on those different countries? Like let's keep numbers private, but do you have percentages? I'm proud of our numbers, but um percentages I do. Yes, I do. Um, so um, we've had a big swing in the fact that 75% of our listenership used to be in the US and is now firmly based in the United Kingdom. So that's England, Ireland, Scotland and Wales. Um, 7% of our listenership is in the United States. 5% I'm surprised, I'm surprised you've not got um, Land of Hope and Glory on your little music desk. Uh, well... And the, thank you, Liam. You, you're a good professional because this brings me on to my next point. Because we've actually started doing so popular, we've been syndicated on more networks. So we're now uh, a warm um, uh, addition to Apple Podcasts, which is one of the biggest podcast providers in the world. Um, we're now on... Um, we were, we were always on Spotify. Spotify have always backed us, but we're now on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. All you have to do is just search BBTMD or simply ask your Alexa device. Hey, what do you think of that? Oh, and, and, and Google Podcasts and Amazon Podcasts. Say. We're across the board now, and we're being syndicated on over nine networks. Syndicated. Going out to potentially billions of people. Exactly, potentially billions of people. So if you remember when Friends got syndicated across multiple networks, that was a good thing for them. Mm. And it's a good thing for us as well. So please support us. If you're not going to support us financially, because I can imagine most of our listenership are actually quite, um, uh, what do you say, uh, like a person of limited means that don't really have any money. Like if you can't support us uh, monetarily, um, you can support us with your likes and subscriptions and then get big 
big farmer to support us monetarily. Is that the plan? Is that the plan? The, the long-term plan is to get backed by big pharma. Well, it, well, you press like and subscribe, big pharma starts to see a t- an uptick in our likes and subscriptions. They start to send us more cash, and uh, and you can support us that way. If you can't support, you know, if you're if you're what do they say? If if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. Do you ever listen to other podcasts? No, absolutely not. What most of them do is they'll like they'll say the Patreon address, and that'll be that. We seem to have a good 10-minute slot every single time where we go, come on, guys, give us money. We need more money. Have we told you that we need money? Yeah, we do do that. We are quite not very well off, though, aren't we? That is true. That's the only problem. And I did expect by this point, by episode seven, that we we would have been... Well, I thought I'd have an agent by now who did all the admin for me, which we don't. I thought we'd have an editor. I thought somebody would be on the soundboard, whereas I'm having to do all the sounds. This is actually taking up quite a lot of my week, hmm. and I would expect to be paid for it. If you could get, if you could charge any amount for this podcast, how much would you want as a, like a day wage? Where would you start? What's the lowest? I'd want, I want, I would want a hundred pounds an episode. I think. Doesn't it depend on the quality of the content? Nah. Okay. You don't want to start setting them thresholds, otherwise we'll start losing money hand over fist. Okay. What's the minimum wage then? Uh, minimum wage I saw in the newspaper the other day has gone up to £11.63, pence, I think. So let's go for the minimum wage. That's a lot of money, isn't it? If you're, if you're, on a, if you're working in a warehouse just packing, packing books into boxes and you're milking £11.63 an hour... You want That's not bad. That's not bad, is it? And if that is you, feel free to join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash masturbate. Well done, Liam, exactly. I remember when minimum wage used to be £5 an hour, and I used to use, I used to leave the warehouse at the end of the day feeling quite rich. Yeah, but everything else... But there's been inflation, hasn't there? Everything else has gone up in cost. The world's gone to ridiculously shit. expensive. Oh, and that's another thing. You've got to stop swearing on this podcast, uh, Liam. Not only have we received a lot of complaints, but simply Apple Apple Podcasts won't stand for it. They'll give us I an just said gas and electric. Tag. Who? I, I, did I swear? No, you didn't, but I did, and I only swear right, around okay. you because you, you, lead, you okay. lead me down the I'll wrong road. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, last week you were, you were dropping the F-bombs quite a lot, uh, and it was noticed by our uh, more... Um, Sensitive listeners, which we do have a few of out there. Lefties, probably your lot. Um, probably but uh, but I will say now we're actually now we've made it to the big time. We we uh, we have to. This is a family friendly show. People listen to this show in the car with their kids. Do they? I assume so. That's why I always picture when I think of our listenership. Okay, cool. That's so you're happy to be here today, mate? I'm very happy to be. Are here. Are you it pumped? Feels, Are you full like- of pump? It feels like an exciting day. It feels like we've got some good things for the podcast. We've got um, some great things for the podcast. It's a beautiful today. sunny day where I am. Um, you've you've stepped up your level of professionalism. If I've I think, taken it, I have proper taken it up a notch. Can you? It, it must sound like a proper podcast. If you're <sighs> sitting at the other end of this uh, podcast and you're listening to it, and you're thinking, "Bloody hell!" It sounds like I'm listening to an absolute uh, proper podcast. Please send us an email at masturbate at brainsandbigtuna.com and send us your thanks, and we might even read them out on next week's show. It was only a month ago you were there with a massive beard and your cowboy boots and your aviators disconnected from the world, not really looking like you were involved or into this. This week, you've got the logins and everything. You've actually Absolutely. been on some of our, like, you've done some of the admin. So 
mate, we're going places. This week, I've treated this podcast as a full-time job, and I've literally spent 15 hours this week just working my ass off on it. Okay. Also, I've been out for a run this morning, uh, trying to get all the bill of rubin out of my system and clear my brain, because every morning the when what? I wake up, get all the bill of rubin out of my uh, brain. What's the bill of rubin? Bill of rubin is a chemical that, okay. that makes you go yellow, causes jaundice. Now, okay. I've got too much bilirubin going around my blood and it actually poisons your brain and makes you dim and you know when i was saying a few weeks ago i feel a lot dimmer today than i was a few like do you remember when i was younger and i was just stupidly witty like really quick <sighs> we've really talked fast. about this before and it wasn't ever like that why are you lying though because <laughs> you know that like the reason you hung around with me because i was razor sharp wit it was because you were chaotic and it was quite exciting Right. Well, I don't have that same razor sharp wit that I used to have. Because okay. I, because I, when somebody says something, and I just think, oh, now I'm going to jump in and say something really witty. Uh, there, I, I literally don't know what to say, and there's no words there, and that's not like me. And no, now I've realised that that's because they've got too much bilirubin running around my body. So this morning I went out for a run to clear all that bilirubin away, and now that's why I'm laser focused on point. If you're a doctor and would like to come onto our podcast to talk about Andrew's various elements, feel free to send us an email. We would love that as a conversation. I would love a doctor to come onto the show. I've got a list of things that I need. I need to because you can't get a doctor, a proper doctor's appointment for love nor money. Now you ring up and they're just not since got... you've not since you got that old man to put his finger up your bum. It, yeah, and, and I've had yeah. to change doctors again. How have you? Yeah. <laughs> How come? Honestly, I got a right one. I can't go into it here because I am actually making a formal complaint through the doctor's surgery, so I don't want him to take anything I say on here and use it against me. Okay, uh, cool. But look, she's going to hang for this. That's all I'm going to say. She's and actually, hang. I take that back because that could come across as violent. And, uh, <laughs> it comes across as really violent. <laughs> so she is going to, she's going to get stuck with the letter of the law and nothing more. Okay. Um, but if you are a doctor... And you want to come on and yeah, please. To us, if you are a doctor, please free. email into the show. Yeah. Masturbate at brainsofbigtuna.com. I know it's a bit old fashioned to use email nowadays. What, what we're going to do uh, when we get the big American backers to give us, let go of a bit more finance next week, we're going to get one of them text numbers where we can just go text into the show on 87582 or whatever. And that'll be a lot easier for you. I imagine some of our more dim witted uh, listeners will be, will be able to do that a lot better than the. Um, Email, it's a bit formal, isn't it? Do people text? Do people still text? That feels like a radio show 2006 style thing. I text. It's the only way I communicate. Have you ever had somebody ring you when you've not uh, given them permission to? Ugh. Send WhatsApp messages. Yeah, WhatsApp and text, that's fine. Oh, we could we yeah, should... set up a WhatsApp somehow. Yeah. So, we've got a big show uh, coming up today. Probably the best show you've ever heard out of our ears. And we've got... What we've been threatening since week one, Liam, on this show? A lot of things. Um, We've been threatening our listeners with... But most of all, we've been threatening guests. Guests. We said we're going to get guests onto this show. And and, And yet nobody seemed interested until now. So I would like to introduce our first guest onto the show because we've got two. And I've got to say the second guest, no offense to our first guest, but the second guest is going to blow your socks off. Whereas the first guest, what? Don't be rude, Liam. Our second guest is going to blow. That's a surprise one. But our first guest 
is also going to blow your socks off. This is the rudest introduction I've ever heard on a podcast. Because our first guest is actually here in, in the chat. Like, he can see us. You're going, yeah. The first guest is all right, but fuck me. Compared to the second guest... Well, I suppose only after the second guest is revealed will the listenership understand why it was such a big thing. Because even you don't know who the second guest is. Even our first guest, Harry David from Harry David and the Plant Pots. (laughs) Thank you for the uh, very um, interesting introduction. (laughs) No, I don't mean to be rude, dear Harry, but you've got to understand that if I'm being this rude, there must be a bloody good reason for it. Well, I bloody hope so, Brains, because otherwise, <laughs> that's just been a massive slap in the face. <laughs> now, welcome, Harry. We are really blessed to have you on the show today. Me and you go back a few years, don't we? We do indeed, yeah. Uh, I think it's more than five years now. Over five years ago, and we we wanted to get you onto the How show. How did you know each other? How did you meet? We met on a a, a Camino that runs yes. across the uh, north of Spain called the Camino de Santiago Compostela. We did indeed. Yeah, I'd I'd been walking a couple of days, and um, I uh, I think I was walking past you at a cafe. You were sat down, and I heard your accent, and I was like, "You're from Yorkshire, aren't you?" And you were like, yes. And we ended, and I ended up stopping at that cafe to chat with you. And I was already walking with another gentleman who was Australian, if you remember. And he, oh, he was an Australian doctor? Exactly. <gasps> so, um, yeah, so we, we ended up stopping and having a chat with you. And um, we then spent the next blissful two weeks together didn't we we did we got into some scrapes hijinks adventures we had such a great time we we definitely did yeah 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 andrew had you gone with like friends and abandoned them or had you just gone by yourself no that was another time that was another time all right cool yeah okay now sometimes i get i take uh, groups of disadvantaged people across there and uh, it's great abandon them Well, because what, what you do is you do abandon them. Like. When you come up with the plant, it seems like a great idea. And then in reality, once you're there, uh, well, obviously the reality of it ain't too fresh. What does that mean? Does that mean that they walked slower than you did? I walk at my pace. And if you get left behind that, that is what it is. And uh, and Harry, I think we, we both, we're both keen, keen walkers. We, we stomped we, we, that path. We were, but if you remember correctly, there was a night that um, both me and the Australian doctor had um, ended up doing. I think it was a total. I actually worked it out. It was a total of about 75K in 24 hours. You and did. You doubled Camino'd. We did. Um, and that's a whole story in itself. But um, you, because you actually had a tent and remained dry that night. Yeah. No matter how fast I seemed to walk, at the end of each day, you guys were always still a long way ahead. And I thought. I'm never going to catch up with them at this rate. Yeah, I mean, there was there was other circumstances for you at the time, I think. Which uh... <laughs> what were they? Uh, well, I think I think oh. you'd not long come out of hospital at that point and advised me that you probably shouldn't have been <laughs> walking like you were. And I'd also not long come. Yeah, I'd also not long come out of hospital, but for a very very different reason. Yes, another good reason why we've got you on the show. Um, you are a 
uh, a war veteran, a hero. Well, um, <laughs> I'm not a war veteran. I'm not well, war you veteran. were you were injured on duty in uh, Iran. Well, Iraq. No, I was, I was not injured on duty in Iraq. Um, I was injured uh, after about two and a half years in the armed forces, and um, I ended up tearing my hip to bits. So I had the first one put back together. So yeah. And there's been another one since then, so I've now, uh, I've now had my left hip put back together as well. Crikey, like an old lady, a hip replacement. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> we thank you for your service for this country. So <laughs> it's not very often that we get a, a real war hero um, on... <laughs> I'm not a war hero. Well, you were in a very elite uh, band of the armed forces. Uh, the sort S- of, yeah. A <laughs> no, I was not. I was not in the special forces. Why do but, I think all these things about you that's not true? Then I don't know. Um, because I, you're delusional. I, yeah, yeah, basically. I thought then that you'd had your up. leg. In fact, hold on. I've just worked out why this didn't make sense. I thought you'd had your leg uh, blown off. In no, but I then I've just realised we walked not. the Camino together. <laughs> okay. But yeah. then, in my mind, you had a, like a, an artificial leg. No, I'd had it pinned back together again. So there's like plastic in my right hip and then like stitches within my left hip. Um, very, very, very brave. And we thank you for your service. As I say, it's not often we get a, an alpha male type. Um... <laughs> I am very far from an alpha male as well. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I'm very much a musician and musicians don't tend to be alpha males. <laughs> Brilliant. So after the uh, Glittering War career, you... Uh, moved into a different um, profession, and that now is music. Music is your life, and it's it music is. that matters. What film is that off? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Pete Postlewaite, remember? No, and it's music either. that matters. Oh, uh, Brastoff. Correct. Well done, Liam. <laughs> and 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 listeners to the show, if they wanted to um, listen to your music or go and see one of your gigs, what would they do? Right, so. Your best bet is to go on Harry, David and the Plant Pots, either on Instagram, Facebook, and there's a link that will take you to either Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Amazon Music, whatever music streaming service you use. You can listen to my stuff there. Uh, When did you first realise that you liked music? uh, Well, I mean, this is going way back, isn't it? All right, Um, bring it forward. I I think think everybody everybody likes music. Um, So after... Walking back from the Camino, I decided that I wanted to start writing music and I wasn't really sure how I'd go about it. And um, everything is uh, a bit too serious at the moment. So I was like, right, this is a time to get into some seriously not serious music. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, there was a particular moment on the Camino as you, if either of you have actually listened to any of my music, that inspired me to write a song about pure dedication and uh pure love and that when you love somebody so much you will stop at no bounds to be with them hey i know this song because i am actually a fan of your music i'm gonna say that song's called sarah (laughs) it is indeed yeah thank you and it may or may not be named after the person we've definitely 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 changed the name of the person who it's about yeah, I recommend uh, to our listeners that you go on to Spotify and you search uh, Harry David and the Plant Pots and you listen to some of his music. So he's a very talented musician and uh, and I'm glad you've come on the show because I reckon one day you'll be really famous 
and then we'll be Thank like, you. oh yeah, we've had him on the show, and then we can keep having you on the show from then because it's almost like yeah. an agreement. We'll we'll yeah. be getting paid loads of money by your lawyers to delete these episodes. <laughs> mean that you can deny any connection to this podcast, and we're thankful for that. <laughs> so today's topic for the show is uh, is obviously Thanksgiving. Um, I've had such a busy week, as I say, I've I've spent fifteen hours this week working on this show. It's been non-stop. Um, so fifteen um, whole hours. <laughs> you're you're ridiculous. <laughs> now, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Yes, you did tell me. Is one of the most wonderful holidays in the world, and it's a day to just give thanks and praise, um, and remember, um, what you're grateful for. Have you got anything off the tops of your heads that you're grateful for? in this day right now i can kick us off because i can tell you yesterday i spent some lovely time with friends uh on thanksgiving and we sat down we ate some food we broke bread as the americans say and uh, and we watched um oh yeah we can't say nfl on here you know you're not allowed to use the uh, you can't use the shields you can't use the branding so um we watched american football um the uh the the american football thanksgiving game which is always a, a great game and i just sat there and i just thought this is Lovely. Did they, they done Thanksgiving before? It's not really a thing we do in England, is it? We have bonfire night. Uh, one was a Canadian, so he's really used to the idea of uh, Thanksgiving. One was um, uh, the vicar, and he's very used to um, me just inviting him round for a multitude of reasons. Okay. So it doesn't stay long, but uh, he always turns up, and that and that's why <laughs> I like him. <laughs> so what what have you two got to be grateful for today? How do you know this Canadian? Um, through I can't say. All right, okay, well, okay, fair enough. Um, and the vicar who stayed for a little bit, but not. Long. I can tell you how I know the vicar through religion. I know shared religion. religion. I think most people will remember our first episode where you decided that you were God. Not just me, mate. Anyone, everyone, <laughs> yeah. and anyone. We're all God. That's what you. Came yeah, up and with. I back down from that now, anyway, because I, I, the vicar has had a word with me about that. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out. One of podcast. the uh, one of the the things you sign up for because I I I did sign up for becoming a Christian. I had the vicar take me down the arbor and make me take an oath. And uh, one of the things in <laughs> take the an oath, oath. What do you mean yeah. take an oath? Well, yeah, as he, he reminded me, but one of the things in the oath is there is only one true God, and you've got to believe that Jesus is the only Son of God. And so, by declaring myself um, a God, I, that was actually blasphemous, and I didn't realize at the time. Okay. Um, Harry, you're that big sounds, into uh... that. Sounds one second. That sounds like one of the most mental situations I've ever heard of. You and a Scottish vicar down on some beach in rural Scotland harbour, and him telling you stop claiming that you're God because that's blasphemous. Well, Jesus was such... a fisherman, a fisher of men. I can think that's of no better such place. Such a bizarre situation than the harbour. Please, it happened. No. Um... Harry, you're a you're a devout um, Christian. Are you all right talking about religion? We don't want to talk about anything. Uh, I would uh, steer a bit clearer of that one for now. Um, oh, but I can talk. What about have you done? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I remember that when we met, I was not uh, religious, adamant atheist, in fact. And every day, as we were walking beside each other, you'd whip the Bible out and you would read <laughs> me passages from the Bible. Um, for hours, actually, at a time. <laughs> it, was, which... it wasn't quite that long. I think I think we had a, a few very interesting discussions about uh, such matters. Um, we did. 
We did. Very interesting and discussion. Also, at the time, we came from two different sides of the spectrum. Me, Adam and Atheist. You, mm-hmm. Bible basher, I would have said at the time. <laughs> um, and yet somehow we managed to make it work and get on. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And 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 yet that idea nowadays is alien. I know. We- so, Liam, do you have anything to be grateful for? Uh, it's been a bit of a rough week. It has, and I didn't want to bring up the tragic week. death. Or, uh, but do, would you like to bring it up, or do you want to keep that secret? You just, you just brought it up. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Someone fairly close to me died, and that was very sad. R.I.P. Um, Phil, and he was uh, a friend of a friend of us all, I think, and he was a friend of the show. Let me get a word in. Sorry. You keep jumping in. <laughs> um, so that was really sad because he was he was a really important part of my life and he was a lovely person. He was. But um, I guess I'm thankful for the time that we had together and some of the, yeah, I'm thankful for having known him. Um, but I'm also thankful for my family and my two wonderful kids and my beautiful wife. Perfect. And uh, those at home, feel free to visit our website, um, www.brainsandbigtuna.com Or our Patreon. <laughs> or our Patreon, but now's not the time to be mentioning money, Liam. It's not, it's Have some wrists. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the right. time to be mentioning the website, but we went there, didn't we? So, well, we're at it. And Harry, have you got anything to be grateful for today? Well, I'm just very grateful that you've had me on as your second favourite guest for today. <laughs> yeah. I, I know what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful that you didn't listen to the last episode until agreeing to come on to this one. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah, that last episode was quite something. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, this episode, we, of course, have the play of the day today. And, and hopefully, uh, Harry, you can help us out with the play. I've written you into it. and um, Oh, God. And this time... Liam, I don't want you messing it up like you did last time because you could have kicked up a bloody race war right. with oh, the, the, the disrespect you treated the script in the my last goodness. one. My goodness. The, the things that went out stories. shouldn't have gone out, but like the things that didn't go out, I'm so glad they didn't go out. Right, well, I'm upset because I it, I took a, it took me a long time to write that uh, script, and uh, some of the listeners <laughs> pointed out that it ended quite abruptly, and that is it because did we didn't speak for six hours after the after that. Um, Rightly so, because I needed time to cool down. Because um, you were furious that I didn't right. want to play out sex acts between me and you as an Israeli and a Palestinian. Right, you know, in Romeo and Juliet and Shakespeare, you do realize to be Shakespeare. Last time it was Jesus. Now you're Shakespeare. I'm a writer. I write, and yeah, sometimes I emulate other writers. I can't help it. Okay. I was emulating Romeo and Juliet in that. Um, and so, yeah, of course, there was going to be sex scenes and there was going to be a poisoning as well. But um, I'm not even going to go back to that script to this week. We're, not, we're just going to leave that one well alone and we're going to start again and tell another story. It's Thanksgiving. So today we're going to tell the story of Thanksgiving. Oh, dear. <laughs> it should be nice. And also, I should point out, um, we we went to war against the BBC last week. And it was the right thing to do, and there's no doubt about it. But upon reflection, and uh, and upon a, a promise that I made to our guest, who will be appearing on the show later on today, we're actually going to backtrack now from the war we waged on the BBC. Um, the BBC have changed their reporting 
as when it comes to the Israel-Palestine conflict. And that's all we can ask for. Fair, free and impartial reporting. That's all we wanted, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it, Liam? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't have another conversation about it. Yeah, I totally agree. We're laying down our arms. We we are. Stop. We go, right. <laughs> no, we're we laying things. down our arms. Right, not, stop. Not, and and we get and we're just gonna say. In fact, Liam, the diss track that I asked you to upload to Spotify against the BBC, I want you to take that down. Okay, cool. Because, um, as I say, it was the right move to make at the time. But upon reflection, um, we don't want to go to war with the BBC when they're doing the right thing now. And well done, and well done for listening to us as well, and doing something about it. We can make a difference. Respect. Respect. Right. So also, I'm going to have to just let you know in advance, I am expecting the oil man to come and deliver me 500 litres of heating oil. And uh, sadly, when I said to him yesterday when he rang, he's going to come mid-morning. I tried to explain the importance of him not coming mid-morning. But as all oil men are, he was very rude and just asked me, are you going to be in or not? And I was like, I am going to be in, but I've just explained I'm a podcast host and I'm going to be speaking to America Uh he doesn't care. He's delivering the oil sometime this morning. So if I have to jet, um, we'll just quickly pause the podcast if that's all right and then come back to it. Okay. Sure. Classic. Classic issue that most podcasts face. I want to know what you know about Thanksgiving. What I know about Thanksgiving. And I would like you to educate our English listeners because I don't know much about Thanksgiving. I've done, I know a little bit, mm-hmm. but like. You've written us a play on it. Tell us tell us what Thanksgiving was and is. Do you know what? I tell the story of Thanksgiving best through screenplay. And and if you want, we can head straight into the play of the day and discuss it afterwards. Okay. All righty then. Let's do it. So oh dear. <laughs> now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna share my screen. On the screen, I'm going to get a teleprompter. Do you know why you've done this? Do you know why you've done a teleprompter? I do know why. Do you know because, why I've done a teleprompter? I think you've done a teleprompter because last time I could see the script in advance and I could read it. <laughs> I could go, I'm not saying this. <laughs> I'm not going to say this. I refuse to say the next bit. So, so you've done it so it just scrolls up on the screen so I, I can't jump ahead and... Yeah, you refuse. crucified the script last last week, and you absolutely destroyed it. You you need to you need to. It's the play of the day. We're telling a story through Don't a play. Don't like that's a thing. That's you just need something to you've come up with. Okay, right. Okay, let's try it. Let's see how it goes. Um, and yeah, I will see how it goes. I'll commit to seeing how it goes. Brilliant. Everybody's masturbators Just a friendly wave each morning Helps to make a better day Debaters Need to get to know each other Next door is only A footstep away Everybody's masturbators with a little understanding. You can find the perfect blend. Debaters should be there for one another. 
play we have irish jim played by big tuna john adams played by big tuna the narrator played by big tuna the native american chief played by brains molly malone played by harry and um i think another native american character played by harry it's wandering wind that's his name <laughs> Lynn. don't be racist okay the production this production is a copyright of bbt our scene opens on the east coast of the United States of America. Yeah, but you're ruining this play again. I'm not going to do an Irish accent, by the you way. You need to do an Irish accent. Come on. You can't be racist against the Irish. You are Irish. That's yeah, why you got the part. I can't do an Irish accent. Do an Irish accent. I won't be able to do it. I can't, I can't do an Irish accent. Try your best. Well, here we is, Steve. That's Irish, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, perfect. Uh, use people. Uh, we made it to the new world, and I can't believe we survived our first year and even managed to get a proper decent harvest. What year is it today? The year is 1621, Jim. Yes, I can't believe how cold it gets here, just as bad as the harsh winters of Scotland, where we set off from just a year ago, praise God. <laughs> Speak for yourself, I'm 100% Irish, and this is nothing compared to the winters in Galway, back in the UK, which didn't exist yet. The main thing I'm happy about is I'm free to practice my religion. Here, praise the Lord above, so I, so I am. I can't believe you left Ireland to come here, Jim. Even I miss the UK, and I'm a nobody. Word on the fields is that you were high up in the Irish royal family and was next in line to the throne. Power, power means nothing to me, Steve. There's already one that has all the power who sits on the throne, and I can serve him better here than I could in Ireland, where we were starving. Running low on potatoes. Stop changing the script. Well, we certainly ain't running low on potatoes here. Look at this plentiful harvest we got this year. We should have a feast to celebrate. That sounds like a mortal sin against the Lord Steve. Blessed be the people who set aside their pride and instead bathe in the grace of the Lord. What if we have a feast to celebrate the grace of the Lord? We could call it Thanksgiving 0.1, where we take time to be thankful for the Lord's love and bountiful blessings. Mm, yes, I like that. Thanksgiving to the Holy Lord in heaven. A time, a date, even where we set aside and break bread with our friends and thankful for what we have. A feast which we lay down our tools for the day and instead celebrate our blessings and the glory of the most forgiving, most loving Lord above. Oh, brilliant. Then I shall roast some potatoes immediately. Should we invite the neighbours, the natives? Liam. I'm not reading that. You will read that. I won't read that. I won't read it. I'm joining in as much as I can, mate, but I'm not reading that. 
absolutely not. We don't want any whooping or hollering or near nakedness running around the camp. Those heathen bastards have been good to us, but they ain't believers, which means they're going to rot in hell. No, no. Let's keep this celebration of peace and love and forgiveness to just whites only. This is ridiculous. Of course, sire. I shall tell the camp straight away that we'll be absolutely over the moon. A wonderful whites-only celebration of plenty. Tell me, sire, didn't your young daughter, Molly Malone, come of age yesterday? She certainly did. My little Molly's become a woman yesterday. They grow up so fast out here with all the food and the nutrition and such. I will have to pick a suitor for her now, and I have someone perfect in mind. Good, Liam. That's professional. I think I know who you might be thinking. Is it John Smith, the good English Catholic sire? Excellent hunter, soldier, and strong man. Able to lift an ox and hit a silver dollar at over a thousand yards. It is. He should make a perfect husband for my daughter, as he's a good bloke with his head screwed on. I can barely hear you, Liam. Have you ever thought about getting another wife, sir, after your old one died on the ship on the way here of the fevers? I'm married in the eyes of the Lord, Steve, and a man only gets one wife, so don't wind me up, else you're going to get my barrels in your face faster than you can say lickety-split. Now, my daughter's marrying John Smith, and that's final. My apologies, sire. I know how quick you are to anger. Ever since you killed that man who came around asking all the wrong types of questions, I will tell John right away. And your daughter, sire? Tell her to come see me in my office. Start. Start. Right you are, sire. I will get the lads to shoot some guns off in celebration. Cut to an hour later. Molly is in her dad's office in the fields, and the news has not been received well, and it sent Molly hysterical. God. No, Daddy, no! I'll not marry that brute! I refuse! Good, that's professionalism. You will do exactly as I say. Women's rights have not been invented yet. Perish the thought, and I have decided the perfect suitor for you. Now be a good Irish girl and calm down. I can't, Daddy. I have the Irish fire burning inside of me. I have my own dreams and desires, and I want to choose my own suitor. Calm down, Molly! (sighs) Narrator. He strikes Molly gently across the face to snap her out of her her hysteria and she comes back down to earth. Thank you, Daddy. But I still don't want to marry him. Is there no other way? I want you to have a bit of faith in your old dad. He knows what's best for you, Molly, even though your mind is telling you lies right now. The, The thing is, Dad, my heart already belongs to another man. It's a bit much, this, mate. Uh, yeah. Uh, we've got fairly far, but I think we should probably have a similar edit point where we <laughs> say that both Liam and the guest failed to fully deliver on the beauty of the script. Yeah, I'll do the script on my own and edit it in later. <laughs> edit you no, out. No. I'll talk about it to myself and... What a great show we will have. 
<laughs> you it's, it's, fucking idiots. It's just a, 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 it's just a step too far, I think. It's a play! <laughs> <laughs> Can we see the script? No. You will not see the script. I'll do it all myself on my own later on, and then I will take the credit for it. You should. Please take all the credit. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, bro. Do you know what, audience? Sorry, I've just sat down for 20 minutes recording all the rest of the play back and forth, back and forth on my own like a idiot. And it, I'm not releasing it. It doesn't work. Um, they've sowed the seeds of it being culturally insensitive. Um, there's no going back on that now because every time I do a different voice, I'm verging on offensive. And actually, this is all the problems that I've got with the world at the minute. So... I'm done. I'm not doing. It. I'm not releasing. I'm not releasing the rest of the play. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of your time. There's got to be some changes around here now. I'm sick of this. It's wa- wasting my hours of mine every week. Um. Thanks for tuning into the show today. Sorry, you're not going to hear the rest of the play. Basically, uh, I can't even remember where you got up to, but there's a problem. Uh, the Thanksgiving meal. Um, Native Americans come along. There's a set to anyway they end up ironing out all the differences in the end then there's a big reveal at the end and then somebody whips out a, a, a gut in fact you know what forget it one day i'll release when when one day when i've got the right team behind me i'll release the this and you'll hear it all in full and until that day i'm sorry i've i've absolutely had enough today i'm i'm pig sick of it the good news is for you um we're not leaving you hanging now um we had a guest pop round earlier on in the week um, and give us a little interview and really blessed to have that a representative come from the BBC so it, it's my absolute great pleasure that there's something left to salvage out of this show uh, it's to introduce you to um, a big fan of the show um, host of the BBC's Desert Island Disc ladies and gentlemen I introduce to you Kirsty Young enjoy the rest of the show Give me, just give me a second, Kirsty. I'm glad you knocked on for me. Uh, let me just get the sound levels right because uh, I want you sounding as good as as, as humanly possible. Yeah, because I, that really annoys me. About some podcasts, I think that could be really good if only. Yeah, yeah. It, the sound quality wasn't a load of rubbish. You know, yeah. it's not in any way playing to the strengths of what the whole thing is, which is the intimacy of it. Oh, intimacy. Yes. Uh, well, I hope it's very intimate. Yeah. Oh, Kirsty, you're making me blush. Right, I'm nearly done. That's probably me showing off, wasn't it? <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, you can flirt with me as much as you like. Do, do, you, have you, do you flirt with everyone that you do an interview with? I think for, it depended who it was, really. Yeah. I, I've always been in in awe of your, like, the way you flirt with all your guests and it gets them to reveal information that they, they, they you don't hear on other interviews. Do you did you ever do you ever bother doing any research on your, on your guests at all? If you're doing a big movie star, then it would be, mm-hmm. you know, kind of probably five or six weeks of just making sure you watched their big films that week and sure. took notes and sure. maybe read a biography or, you know, Dustin Hoffman, for example, because I felt like when I was interviewing him, it was a very big deal for me. What, Dustin Hoffman? What, like, where? M- massive fan. Hmm. God, yeah, no, that's brilliant. God, my man's gone uh, ooh, some very uh, strange places. But, uh, no, research, though. So. That probably mounted up to all in hours, two and a half days. I mean, most people, it was about a day and a half, but they kind of, I don't yeah. know how you feel. They live in your head. People live in your head. Yeah, 
Yeah, too right. Uh, I feel like a schizophrenic sometimes. I, I just, you know, like I'm, I hear voices. Um, I'd, I've been sacked from places. You know, there's places I'm not allowed to go because I've, I've absolutely gone off on one. Um, People live in your head. Precisely. Yeah. No, I'm an absolute believer in that. I, I, I know it to be true. I can hear them all the time. Yes, I can hear that. And so, wait, you, you hear these voices as well? But when I was doing Desert Island, this, that's what it was like. It was like having. You on? Yeah. Uh, yeah, having a little lodger in yeah. my head, and and even if you sort of only sit down for maybe a day and a half, mm-hmm. thinking about them as soon as you finish the last one, that's what I was like. I mean, that was probably um, insecurity on my part. I probably could have done a lot less because obviously you don't use most of it. Yeah, no, sorry, I see what you mean. Now I think we're talking about completely different things. How would you say your your, your general um, well-being and your mental health are? Are you are you good? I am good, and then it goes. Yeah. It goes. So I retain it for as long as I need it. Need it? Do you know, I never thought about mental health like that. Like, I need... Sometimes I feel like I just need to not be too... As mentally well as I am, if you know. Like, sometimes just... You know, I'm all right, and then... And then it just (laughs) leaves the building. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Boom. Then sanity's uh, disappeared again. And, uh, you know, it's not a bad thing. I find that, uh, like, events can say, oh... Um, so yes, so for example, recently something like the coronation or yeah. her late Majesty's funeral or oh, things like that, you know, know. it all goes in, and then yeah. you know, three weeks later. Um, yeah, no, I know. Exa- I, I get the feeling exactly. I'm just surprised you're still employed with the BBC. Do you know why? You know, your brain is wired up that way. Why? You know, I don't know why my brain does that, but I yeah, got to get rid of it. No, it's, yeah, fantastic, fantastic bit of honesty and. Uh... Talking to the BBC, that's why you're here? Yes. Right, let me explain to the audience why you've just turned up and knocked on my door. I mean, you're Scottish, I live in Scotland, uh, you're a big fan of the podcast, and I think last time um, I made a diss track, and... I, would... I sort of wish I had that, because I think it sounds quite... Well, don't interrupt. And you were going to, um, you, you, you were going to talk to me about kind of what was discussed on that, on that diss track, but... It's there's a. It's not that we hate the BBC. Like for instance, do you listen to NPR, like national uh, radio? Yeah. Yeah, in America, like an American national radio. No, I probably haven't listened to enough NPR. I used to find we used to spend a lot of time in LA. Yeah. Because my husband was doing a lot of work over there, so I would spend like big chunks of time in the summer and Eastern things, and I could never really listen to their radio because it all just sounded like they were joking. Yeah. And there were too many ads. So I never really properly listened to NPR. That's not something, you know, this American life and all of that, I've never really gotten into, which is, you know, there's time yet. Right, right, right. Well, what, what we're trying to do, me and Liam on here, is we're trying to do something that the BBC is not doing. Not withstanding your show, Desert Islanders. You know I love Desert Islanders. It's one of my favourite shows. But the, what you're not getting from the moment uh, 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 from the BBC is truth. And what you're not getting online from social media is... Is a is a smooth discourse, a, a nice conversation, and back and forth. You're just getting people shouting and screaming at each other. And there's so much hatred in the world now that we've had enough of it. We're not taking we're not taking any more of that shit. So we don't listen to the BBC um, uh, anymore. So what would you listen to? What would you recommend? That's tricky because, like, I like to listen to a lot of things that I might not necessarily agree with. So I think it's important, like. I'm not particularly a left-leaning type of guy, but I'll, I'll need to listen to whatever the left are babbling on about, else the the gap between us just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Like, I'm not particularly right-wing in many ways, 
but I do like to listen to a lot of, I don't know, racist speakers or comedians that might be a little bit off colour. And I think I prefer to be listening to you than not listening to you and censoring up and, and, and cancelling. Like, do you have you ever listened to or do you read any of Roy Chubby Brown books? I mean, it's pretty much cancelled now. I mean, I think I've listened to every single one of his audiobooks and oh, wow. everything he's ever recorded for Radio 4. I think he's sensational and mm. sensationally funny and absolutely does that I don't give a shit thing, Ooh. which I think is a very brilliant and brave thing to listen to. And people really rarely do that now. Yeah. Still, I mean, I apologise to the listeners for uh, Kirsty's language there. Obviously, it's not the kind of language we'd hear on Desert Island Disc usually. But you're absolutely right, Kirsty, when it comes to Roy Chubby Brown. He is, uh, his, there's no doubt that the jokes he tells are hilarious. Um, yeah, the misogynistic, yes, the racist, yes, the sexist, yes, the transphobic, but that's what makes them funny. Um, and that, that they're, you know, at the end of the day, they're a joke. Um, and that's the, the thing that I find that at, at this moment in time, everyone's so serious, no one can take a joke anymore. The, the problem is, not everyone at deep at heart is really this like little goody two shoes who just thinks good thoughts all the time. It's just like, yeah, we wish we were, but we're not. Like, um, it, and if you if you just hide these things and and especially don't let just people have free speech and free thought and free laughter, like it builds up, it builds up. Like, have you ever gone into work and then you've realised, oh shit, and you've had to nip into the toilets and have a work wank before it starts kicking off at work? Yes, I don't do it, and I mean I probably have done it if I've had to do it for work. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's not that you don't you think like it's not that you're like oh I want to be really unprofessional by having a work wank. But literally, you think, right, I'm going to have this so that I'm not going to be getting at everybody and getting into arguments, and you do it. But actually, if you, if you think about it, nowadays, that's illegal. Like, if imagine if you went to your boss and you just went, oh, I've just had a work wank. Like, what? They're not going to turn around and go, oh, yeah, fair enough, keep it to yourself. Why are you tell me? They'll turn around and go, you what? Do you want, right, You. this is serious. This is, you know, that's the world we live in now. It's just I feel like we're being babysitted by the government. Like, I'm a grown-ass man. I was watching an American program the other day, and there was, like, an infomercial about, like, oh, there's loads of steps you should take, like, when you're online watching porn, like, um, there's certain steps you can take that makes it safer for you. I'm just thinking, what? I'm a grown-ass man. Like, like, if you found you've had to put, like, safeguard in place yeah. for your porn, you know, you can set a timer. I set what? my timer at 30 minutes. A timer? And then by about day nine, I hit 30 minutes on my timer. And I thought, mm. oh, no, that's not right. You know, yeah. you could be reading a book or actually talking to your children rather than looking at people you don't know. So I, I'm not on it. Well, 30 minutes over nine days. Of... No, no, no. Like it's a daily limit. Oh, okay. Th yeah, 30 minutes a day is when well, you're whacking off a bit too much. Fair Probably. Play to you. But again, like having a timer to stop you, just like leave it alone, you know? Yeah. Like, we're in a mutual WhatsApp group, aren't we? Yeah. Where, um, like, there's a guy in there and he likes us to, when we all individually jerked off, he likes us to send him a photograph of our uh, nipples and he calls them our little uh, tomatoes. And there was a few of us in that group. And, um, it's like literally posting pictures of my tomatoes to my <laughs> seven friends. Look what I've grown. I thought, it's not posting, it's boasting. Time to stop that. It's posting when you do it, it's posting when I do it. But no, I'm I'm going to stop doing it as well because I don't even know why I want some. But the thing is, it's like, 
the like uh, I think it was Ricky Gervais who said that like the thing is the thing that you're one day going to get cancelled for you're already doing now and I'm thinking like that is it it's going to be something as stupid and as simple as that that one day like all these normal people are going to be joking back and judging us and saying oh like why were the seven of you in a group sending um, nipple shots calling them tomatoes back and forth between each other like that's not a normal way to live why don't you want to you know live like us that's fine if it's for them that's absolutely fine it's just not for me yeah no or not for me either although i still think i'm definitely not gonna uh, send any more of them i'm not even sure how we got into that group together anyway no i think it's quite obnoxious (laughs) (laughs) it's quite an obnoxious group the things we say on there (laughs) for some people that's what they need and if they need it they should do it yeah it's andrew but you know, like, <laughs> yeah, have a look at this one, like, photograph that one of our listeners sent in the other day. Like, <laughs> you know, that's not fair. That's, we shouldn't be looking at that. We shouldn't be encouraging them. Yeah, but that's what they're all actually doing nowadays behind, uh, you know, when they're not pretending to be all these. Anyway, you know, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, you and your, your husband, you mentioned your husband, you're in an interesting relationship dynamic. You've got, is it two, you and two other women? So the youngest is 17. Oh, you saw the oldest is 30. And I should make it clear, when I met my husband, he already had two. Well, yeah, I can imagine that would be quite a hard thing to persuade you of if you hadn't already uh, got them. What got you into all that then? What, what, um, like, this one, two, three, four of you then? But they are very much a four, and he was looking after them full-time when I met him, so, you know. Well, when you you say looking after him, you mean mean in the sense, like, he's looking after his house, not, like, looking after him because they're... they're, um, you know, not the, uh, this is completely ken- uh, consensual and above board, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Right. I was going to say that he'd given birth to, but you know what I mean. He'd given birth to their new identity of being part of a harem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a unique situation. It's really interesting. I'm glad you've shared it with us. It's uh, take some courage. I just think um, with a 17 year old, it's not illegal. Um, that would be 16 below 16. Uh, but it must be quite difficult because you, you know, you being the age that you are, gorgeous as you are, you're still, uh, you know, old enough to be a mother. And and I guess that, how does that translate into the relationship? She's got her head screwed on. Yeah, I think it's fine. We, you know, I have all sorts of rules at home where I say, remember, your mum's so awful that we're not allowed phones awful. at the table, and and I don't even need to say that anymore. But I would say that when she was twelve. Yeah. So we have rituals in our house that where we're not having phones around. I That's what I try to do. It's totally imperfect. Probably not ideal. No evidence. Yeah, and I think it is imperfect, and I think yeah. I'm sort of working it out as I go, and I'm probably not getting it right. But I try. I try to be light-handed rather than heavy-handed. Oh yes, very. Uh, that's a lovely visual image. But um, now you've got two kids, two daughters. Have you ever worried about them finding out about the arrangement, or is that something that you've managed? Well, to I talk to my daughters about that, and especially our youngest now, and not my twenty-two-year-old. I don't need to, but I say, you nope. know, look at your sources for things, and there's a reason that people shit all over bloody good ideas because they 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 they're scared to do it themselves. They're scared for the ridicule. I would love to be in a four-way. That I'm absolute hats off to you. But I know I'm I'm taking you off the reasoning why you've you've turned up here. I wish you'd come to the live show because uh, Liam would have liked to speak to you as well. But like, w- why should people trust the BBC after what we've learned? People trust the BBC news site, and it's because it's verified by three sources, and it's mm. because of the biggest news organisation in the world. And it's because you know I've had all those sort of I'm sure nauseatingly boring conversations. We, they're not nauseatingly boring because we need to have them because like. They've, we don't believe anymore. Lost, we've lost credibility. That's why we're here. You know, that's why we're here to have the proper um, 
conversations. Have you have you never just had an intellectual sit down with you and just say, "Come on, Kirsty, stop believing this nonsense." <laughs> no, because well, the, the I was going to say the worst one. I, th- yeah. I think my most intense experience of that was probably would that be about five years ago when a young person who I was sitting next to at dinner, I think they must have been about 19, Ooh, what's your just sort of said as though it was a fa- Well, I mean, everything on the BBC's lies. You can't trust a thing that they say. And I was I was sort of almost physically winded by that. Not because, I mean, the BBC is definitely an imperfect organisation. <laughs> to say the least. Problems. Of course they do. But I, it was shocking to me that a young mm-hmm. woman would would have that view. And I and I had Just to ask like my kids about it. I said, where is that coming from? And I was completely behind the curve on that. So yes, I have. And I get it. You know, the BBC's doing its best, isn't it? In very, in very difficult circumstances. I happen to think it does a, well, a pretty good job. And I happen to believe in the integrity of the people, especially, you know, who work in the news arm. I think they do extraordinary things and thank God for them. And I would sort of defend the license fee to my dying breath. But, you know, it's imperfect, obviously. Well, what do you want us to do? Take back, you want us to take back the diss track? I think so. Fuck's sake. You know I can't say no to you, Kirsty. That's why you're bloody here. <laughs> no, <'cause> they... <laughs> you know what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, I will withdraw the diss track from Spotify. And uh, we're only doing this because you're so bloody sexy and you've swanned in here to get me to swindle my arm. But why should we trust the BBC? It's easy for, for people to label the BBC, especially when it comes to their news coverage. You know, this is a, an arm of the state. Kirsty, Kirsty, stop, stop, stop. Listen, right, we'll, we'll t- we're going to take it back. We're going to trust the BBC again. Um, maybe we shouldn't have gone to war against the BBC, but we do can't. We kind of want the same amount of listeners as the BBC. Uh, so yeah, you wind your neck back in again and uh, come back down to earth, and we'll let's have a proper conversation about something else. I'm whispering now, and you hate whispering. <laughs> I don't. I do hate whispering. I hate it when it's in a sex way. Uh, I won't accept it in the bedroom, but you can uh, if you're trying to if you're trying to advertise me M and S food, for example, it's fine for you to uh, for you to whisper. Um, what uh, what I like about your voice the most is it's got a real husky, uh, sexy sound to it. Yes, I'm a bit husky. You, you sound like you could be uh, a bloke. Have you ever been? Uh, have you been ever been mistaken for a bloke? Well, I'll tell you what. I've never in. I don't know how long I've been staying in hotels for, but quite a long time. I used to travel a lot for work. Oh, lovely. If I order room service, and, and this has never not happened to me, they say, that'll be with you in about 30 minutes, sir. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Precisely. So I don't, my voice, I, mean. you know, I don't know, does it sound slightly not one thing or the other? I don't, it's the voice I've got. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't even know if you can say that anymore, to be honest with you, Kirsty. I like the fact that you just say whatever is in your mind. You don't do that on Desert Island Disc, so I like that you do it in private. I, like, I love the stuff that you put in the WhatsApp chat. Sometimes it's... I obviously would never, ever say on here, but it's so, so funny. Like, when you are doing Desert Island Discs, because there's a lot we can learn from you, I guess, from this show. Well, like, is there any... Have you ever had um, somebody come on and it's just been really, really suddenly just turned vile? Well, things can change, yeah. as you all know. You know, you can. Um, John McEnroe, when he came in, had been held for an hour and a half at immigration and I was not. He wasn't happy with uh-huh. the world. And he sat as we were sort of sitting, getting ready to line up, and just sat on his phone, didn't look at me, just looked down, and I would sort of try to engage. And he's like, Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's fine, whatever. And I was thinking, so I thought I'm going to make it the interview because yeah. it's John McEnroe and I really love John McEnroe and he's here. We got him into the studio. So I thought that's what I'm going to do. And the red light went on yeah. 
and sunshine came into his face and his eyes, and he was Mr. Nice. Now, I don't know which one's the real one. What a prick. But I got both of them, and that was very, very confusing because I thought this is going to be an absolute shit show. Yes. And is All he right. going to sit on his phone through the whole interview? I don't know. He was in such a bad mood. I mean, he was boiling. He was boiling with anger and misery when he came in. Yeah. So I thought that was going to be awful, but it wasn't. He was great. He totally delivered. He was fascinating. And obviously, he's had an incredible life, and he's a very smart guy, and he has a very intense experience. He was great. So so that one changed really quickly, and I didn't see the weather coming in. Yeah. And- yeah, well, you talk. Sorry, you talk like you've taken speed. You're so fast. Um, and sorry for Kirsty's language again. Um, she wouldn't do this on Desert Islandist. Um, that's a really interesting story. I love John McEnroe. I made up a joke about John McEnroe once. It uh, goes, um, uh, John McEnroe. Um, uh, as John McEnroe's arse said to him, "Ask me." Uh, the weather, what time it is, or the weather, one of them. And uh, John McEnroe turned around to his arse and said, um, you you can, you cannot be Siri, arse. You cannot be Siri, arse. Right. I'm going to embarrass you now, Kirsty, for leaving me hanging there. Um, so you told us once on the WhatsApp group that you had uh, had sex with Bar- uh, Barry Manilow um, and he had done something very unusual during that uh, sneaky little studio sex you had with him. Do you want to reveal to us exactly what it was? Barry Manilow kept his huge puffer jacket on. We were inside. His huge puffer jacket on and his dark glasses on through the whole thing. Oh, well, you haven't And seen. sort of was looking off. <laughs> Even if he had been looking at me in the eye, he wouldn't have been able to know because his glasses were really very dark. And that wasn't, you know, it was chilly. It wasn't a great exchange and I don't think I definitely didn't get the best. That's out. tight, sister. Why um, Why would he do that? Why would he treat you that way? Um, have you, does that, like, how does that make you feel afterwards? That's like not, like, you didn't get too messed up over that. That's still a funny story, right? No, I would move on. I mean, I, would, I I didn't get depressed, but I would. Good. I could be down in the dumps if I thought that something hadn't gone as well as it could have done, for sure. Yeah, that happens. But you can't. it, it is essentially mm. quite disposable, isn't it? Oh, yeah, sex is disposable, but it's just like, oh, like, hats off to you. I love... I love your. I love that approach. You know, my approach is is obviously because it's not something like um, you know the Today Program or yeah. whatever. You're not trying to nail people to the wall. You know, you're trying to bring out the best in them. And, and Desert Islandist was essentially yeah sort of celebration of somebody if they were there. Pretty much the new <laughs> podcast that I'm doing now is even more oh. conversational, and I'm more with it sort of shoes off. So I think blah 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 blah. blah. No, you can't promote any podcast on here. Um, I love the way that so far though that we've you've just answered any question that i have i love that about you yeah and i never agree questions with people before i mean i know lots of especially well you can see it television shows do and that those are entertainment vehicles and people are there to promote the thing and but yeah i think i think you've got to be able to ask somebody anything you want and they of course have the right to say well that's your business so i'm not comfortable talking about that and i i certainly come from the position that you have to respect that yeah all right let's do this then so um would you have sex with someone at your workplace is there anyone at your workplace you find sexually attractive either david attenborough or somebody else in your workplace yes i knew it that is amazing you're a truth machine (laughs) yeah and i'm not gonna name names yeah fair enough yeah fair enough fair enough 
Yeah, why did you text me the other day and say that we shouldn't discuss the Israel-Palestinian war on the podcast anymore? This is not the place to drill down into your rabid anti-Semitism. <laughs> all right, it's all right for our WhatsApp group, though. <laughs> no, enough said about that. Now, uh, I'm I'm really glad that you love the show. I'm really glad that you tune in. Do are you? Do you like our discourse? And do you like what we're talking about? Do you like how we're trying to? Open up the conversation and get everyone, all sides involved, listen to every um, story. Do you like where our narrative and where we're going with this? You see, I think those things are good. Good. I think fresh air is really good. I, I'm, yeah. I'm really not somebody who thinks, well, you know, you can't give these people legitimacy by giving them a platform. No, let's hear their stupid ideas. Oh. Let, let them be questioned. Let rigor surround them. And then oh. they fall apart. You know, I, I come down much further along the kind of... Um, spectrum of free speech and free speech. what I call it kind of fresh air. I think you've got to let the light in yeah. on things. I think, you know, you close it down and then they somehow become more fascinating. I think actually when you see how flimsy some people's ideas are and what they're built on, you know, they kind of crumble in front of your eyes. So I'm I'm very much of the opinion that mostly, yes. yeah, really, mostly, it's yeah. very good yes. to expose people to yes. the, the rigour of, of good journalism and open questioning. Yes, Kirsty, you are you are welcome on this show absolutely any time you want. Because that is exactly... You've just said above what I've not managed to say in six episodes. That's exactly what we're trying to say. Let the light in. And actually, we're stealing that. We're having that. And there's nothing you can do about it. And we're not promoting your podcast neither. Right, final question. I'll make it a personal one. Um, I love uh, using like online video platforming services to just get in contact with random people and just have a fucking sex talk good, dirty, stinking, old-fashioned, filthy sex talk and then a, and then a jerk-off uh, afterwards, like a mutual masturbation thing. Is that something that you... Have you done that before? One by Zoom, which was with Naomi Klein. I've oh. never, ever done that before, and I would never it's have imagined that I'd be in a position where I'd say, yeah, let's give that a go. But I think people are now so... Horny conversant in that way of talking and it's okay i mean she lives very remotely in, in on an island in british columbia you know she doesn't travel very much she so keeps her she's an environmental campaigner as well as a feminist campaigner keeps her carbon footprint down all those Ooh, so awesome. i thought it was fine but i don't think there's any substitute for sitting opposite somebody and also you oh, get yeah. a little visual clues you know you can say oh that's the sort of shoes they wear and... the little shoes i love shoes i'm big into shoes myself it's weird that you pick up on that as well do you know what we've got so much in common kirsten yeah. i just i'm blown away so, final question then. You interviewed Tom Hanks uh, a few years back, which I really liked because I love Tom Hanks. What was that like? So when I was interviewing him, yeah, he was one of my absolute favourites because mm -hmm. I thought the really fascinating thing about him, yeah. and it, obviously it was face-to-face, -face, Yeah, and I think it must be why he is an incredible actor. He was totally in the moment. He came in and he said, okay, you got me. And it was like when he was there, he was, he was there, there. and yeah. nothing else was happening. He was totally... Wait, like, do you think if you, if we, if, because of the, the little bit that you know him and because of the little bit that you know us and you love this show, do you think he, we, you can get him as a guest on our show? Probably. No fucking way. Yeah. Say yes. <laughs> no. <gasps> oh my fucking God, for, sh for shields, for reals. Yeah. Do it. Do it. I'm sorry he was on Zoom for you. <laughs> right. Send me some uh, naked photos of yourself. And if you don't uh, arrange this interview, then at least I'm, I can publish them on the internet to make sure that it happens. I, I'm, I'm pretty scrupulous about not, 
you know, I think the power balance is um, mm. unequal there. Right. Well, I'll send you a naked photograph of me then. But, oh, there is something I need to ask you, actually, being a BBC employee. Did you ever use your um, uh, stature um, to have to have sex with any of the, the, the guests? Loads of them oh, all the time. Nasty. Yeah. Thick and fast. There were loads of them. I mean, let me think. Um, okay, give us one example of somebody uh, that when you had sex with inside the BBC studios and it went terribly, terribly wrong and left, left a sad memory in your mind. I mean, we were talking about Tom Hanks. That you was fucked what, Tom I mean, Hanks. He, you know, he started taking he his got clothes emotional. Off. He started crying and he oh. was talking about his eleven-year-old self. I think it was in his bedroom, oh, listening right. to film. A film score, and he was right with the music to come right back. Sorry, 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 stop, sorry. It's got, it's got too sad. I, don't, I expected that to be funny, and it's not. Um... Did you really have sex with Tom Hanks? I did. Wow. Well, has that been the case since the show first started running? Or yeah, I don't think they did when it first began, and I don't know if it was Michael Parkinson who introduced oh, that because he's a great lover. Lover in general, yeah. What like um, what? Have you ever been on the show and then you've been trying to do a really serious interview, but then you've just got so fucking horny you've had to stop the show and just literally jump on the person and fuck their brains out? Yes, I did once. We had to stop recording. I was recording with a yeah a concentration camp survivor called Ben Helfgott. I didn't expect that. He was that. very elderly. I spoke to him when he was in his late 80s. Okay. And both his mother and his sister had been shot. Nice. And yeah, we had to stop the recording and not for him, for me. But yeah, because it just absolutely takes you over. I've been sitting there in the same chair myself, just so overcome with horniness. I've just had to mouth to Liam, stop, stop. And I've rushed to that toilet and I've absolutely powered one out. Like, go on. Uh, I think it was probably quite uh, inappropriate and no unprofessional of that to happen. And it's, not, it's the only time that's ever happened. You gave that man possibly one of the happiest memories of his life by the sounds of it. And you're looking back and you're feeling bad because what? It was it was Memorial Weekend. That's that's the only thing. I, I it was such a unique set of circumstances. I've never gone back and watched it. I do I think I I don't think that would be a good idea. I no. think it existed in the minutes that it happened and it existed at the end of what was a very extraordinary national moment and I was trying to be I was trying to do the thing, which was my job to do, which was to end the coverage, but also <laughs> yeah. be authentic to the moment. Uh, that's a very hackneyed word these days, I know, but that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to, that, that was what it felt like for me. It felt kind of important and sad and yeah. it felt like a, a national moment. And I was fortunate enough to be trusted with my little bit of that. And I felt that I had to be totally straightforward and authentic about it. You were absolutely authentic. You literally blew that guy away. That would be perverted mm. is it nah it's funny it is funny hey uh the you said you were reading um the diaries of david koresh and listening to some of his audiobooks how uh, are you faring with all that so i listened to there are over 150 of his conversations and lectures available uh wherever you get your podcast spotify so i listen to it on there and sometimes i listen for half an hour sometimes i listen for an hour sometimes i listen for 10 minutes brilliant and uh you know the guy talks a lot of sense. Oh, he was an utter. Well, fair play to you. Whatever gets you off to sleep soundly. Listen, Kirsty, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for uh, popping around. And um, hey, yeah, get Tom Hanks on the show. We'll, we'll, and we'd love to have you back anytime. See you again.